So you're telling me that basically this was a hundred year fight and they make a decision that fast. I'm not thinking that that was a good choice. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, (laughs) Shira. Okay, I'm feeling a little silly. But anyway, man, we are glad to be on another episode of the Black Mary Day Free Podcast today. Uh, If you're a new listener, me and Shire are your one-stop shop for marriage and finance. finance. Yes, yes. So a little bit about us. We've paid off over, I don't want to, we've paid off six figures of, of debt. And we did that in 2017. After that, we started kind of chronicling the journey via podcast and other social media. And really, we just talked to people who are doing similar things. We also chronicle our journey to I don't know what you want to call it, shy financial independence, early retirement, whatever. Just, just we're chronicling our financial journey as we build wealth. Uh, so, welcome to to anyone who's come for the first time. Shy, how your day going today? Yes, welcome. I I like that um, intro, and I wanted to add that I believe a lot of our listeners are also on that same journey. Yes, and so it's like. This community, you yes. know, we're we're going on this journey together. I think that's the great part. I love that, Shire. That that was very well put. I'm well, doing, yes. I thought you did. You ask me how I was yeah, doing. Yeah, I don't you, even you, remember. Anywho, yeah. I'm doing well. That's good. You know, I'm doing well. Um, hanging in there. Yeah. Uh, it's a three day weekend. Yes. It's a happy Martin Luther King Junior Day. Uh, you said for some, so we understand that some folks don't get Monday off. But no. if you're listening to this podcast, you need to be demanding that you get Monday off. Oh yeah, it's, it's about time. <laughs> you know what I mean? um, but we understand that some folks, you know, um, some places stay open twenty four seven, and that's your place. But you know, enjoying this weekend. Um, how about yourself? Yeah, I'm enjoying the weekend. It's kind of zipping by here. Um, but yeah, like you said, three day weekend, which is cool. I do have to work. Um, 
I'm going to test out this whole work from home option that I've been given through my employer. So that I'm excited about that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, everything's going. You're smooth. only three years late. Exactly. Like three <laughs> years after COVID. Most of us are going back to the office <laughs> and you're talking about. Right. Working from home, but that's really exciting. Yeah, I'm excited, man, because, you know, I've been shy. You, you know, with us, I've been working nice for like eight years, nine years almost. Yes. And so not being with you guys at night, it's going to be cool to actually be in the house. So it's like when the kids go to sleep, they could just run in and say, good night, dad, or whatever. Because, you know, when I was a kid, and my dad worked nice too, but when he would, when I would hear him come home, you just felt a little more safe, I guess. Complete. Complete. Like, okay, now we know everyone is home yeah. safely. Yeah, you know. So that's a very, uh, I remember that feeling quite quite vividly. That's so, yeah. great. I will say to our listeners that I do have some concerns. Oh, yeah, you do. And I, I brought these concerns up. And did we talk about therapy at all? No, we got to do a whole therapy <laughs> episode. We have to do an episode yeah, on therapy. Yeah. Our therapist is literally trying to fire us right yeah, now. Yeah. I really felt like she was trying to fire us. I like, felt like that too. Like she didn't need to see us anymore. Yeah. And I'm just like, look. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you guys are doing great. It's like, well, hold on now. Maybe I could conjure up. Let me think of something else we could talk about. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'm actually a little concerned with Marcus working home. I'm like, mm-hmm. when you... uh. You have a spouse who works away. You kind of develop a routine. Even if you don't have kids, you kind of have a routine, things that you're used to. And I'm like, okay, how is this going to disrupt my routine? How is it going to disrupt your routine? I got a whole nother life outside of here. That I I don't know about. (laughs) I mean, I go get me something to eat late at night. I've driven to Starbucks at 1 a.m. before. It's just like stuff that I won't be able to do or I'll... You really won't have a need to do, right? You yes. Home, I mean. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say that food yeah. at home will have a whole yeah. another meaning once you're working from home. Yeah. Um, so, anywho, but I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I'm yeah. excited for this change. Yeah, me too. Me too. Well, Shire, I wanted to talk to you about this story. Now, uh, there's been a recent development in this story. We never touched on the original piece so i'm gonna give you a backstory i'm gonna give our listeners a backstory maybe they've heard it maybe you've heard of it but i want to get your raw reaction to what they the the new uh piece to the story and we're gonna have a deeper conversation on do you think that was good um i i heard you have to give me some more context i'm gonna give you all the context you need (laughs) i promise you but okay so so let's just let's just dig right in so this is an article from New York Times, and it's uh, chronicling a family, right, that had beachfront property seized from them in the 1920s. So we're going to kind of go back, and then I'm going to bring you up to speed on what's going on. Okay. So L.A. County, I don't want to give you the, the title yet because we that's what I want to say. Okay. So, Shire, we have a family here. Uh, the Manhattan Beach site once housed Bruce's Lodge, a a resort established in 1912 by the property owners Willa and Charles Bruce as a place where black tourists could go to avoid harassment at a time of rampant discrimination, of course, 1912, I mean, uh, against black people in California. Side note, Shai, before I continue, you know, I, that just shows you how rampant racism was. Because out here in the West, I, I, I for some reason, you know, growing up in in Northern California, I just think like 
I know racism was happening in the South, but I always looked at California as this this haven where racism wasn't happening during Jim Crow. No, post slavery. No, and all that. that is not. That's, that's not. Crazy, it's not true man. at all. I think that racism and discrimination in the West looks different. Mm. It looks different, but it, it's it's still here. It's that's still a, here today. I mean, there was a recent lawsuit. I know that yeah. you're going a different direction, but there was a recent lawsuit. I believe in Southern California, uh, probably Los Angeles County, where African Americans were being harassed yeah. at work, and some of their superiors, uh, who were not white, let me right, just point right, right. that out, were uh, using you know derogatory terms mm-hmm. to address them, and yeah. they filed a suit and they won, and that wow. was recently. So it it still happens. Yeah, and many times, not not everyone has all the evidence to. Uh, to win a, a case successfully yes. in a court of law, but it's a lot of uh, covert, covert racism, right? And um, it does happen. But yes, yeah. I think there's this there's this idea yeah. that you know in the West, it's you know there's no racism here. Yeah, it's almost like this was there a, wasn't slavery here. We're right. all fine. We work together, and yeah, I mean we both of us I would say grew up in a really diverse mm-hmm. uh community. And yeah. I think that we were lucky to to have that because you don't get that in other places. Yeah. Um, but yeah. You know, as you said that, it triggered my memory. Like, except for L.A. though. Like, I always I felt like L.A. is has been racist going back. I mean, you had the riots in the '60s and the '90s. You know, Rodney King. So like, L.A. was always still kind of like a place where I knew racism was. But like Northern Cali and stuff, I'm like. The higher north you go, it only gets worse. It gets worse, y'all. It gets worse. <laughs> okay, but that's but a whole I, other thing. But I feel what you're talking, about, yep. what you're saying. Okay, so this, this family had this beach resort, uh, beachfront resort side where black people would go and just wow, just you know what I mean. So it seems really dope. Uh, it was known informally as Bruce's Beach, so okay. it's really dope. Now, Manhattan Beach officials condemned the property in 1924, paying the Bruce's. $14,500 and saying that they needed it for a public park. They needed their property for a park. So they inflicted what's known to many people in the real estate industry as public domain. Eminent domain. Em- eminent domain. Thank you, Shire. We're going to need to take this for you because we're, we're going to use it for the greater good of the community at large. So for those reasons, if you're building a community center or you're building some type of park or something you know they can it really gets legally you know if they come to you with that it really gets hairy on the legal front and they can seize your property and pay you a little something for it you know what i mean i mean okay uh so that's what they did they they took it of course we know it was worth probably way more than that of course they ultimately the city ultimately left it undeveloped for more than three decades and the couple lost a legal battle to reclaim it. The land was later transferred to Los Angeles County and now hosts a training center for lifeguards. But peep this. Now this is this is when it got lit. But three years ago, nationwide demonstrations against racism. Three years ago, George Floyd, 2020, right? Mm-hmm. And police brutality led to a resurgence of local interest in the Bruce's family's campaign. And last July... After Los Angeles County and the California state legislator worked out the legal details, the county returned the property to the couple's closest living heirs. 
their great grandsons, Derek and Marcus Bruce. Come on, y'all. I mean, Derek and Marcus. I mean, that's just a beautiful story, right? Now, there's a twist, but I want to get your thoughts thus far. What do you think about this story? It sounds like a beautiful, you know what I mean? Well, Listen, look Look at this. It said, well, go scroll up because okay. now I can actually see the article, Mark, because okay. it's been saving for me. Um, it, you know, it says that the property was condemned in 1924. Here we are in 2023, 99 years later. Sheesh. It took 100 years to uh, have this, uh, this uh, property or this land, excuse me, returned to the... Uh, to the appropriate family. Mm-hmm. That's that's a lifetime. Yep. I mean it you know it, they said the closest living heirs. So that means that the original owners have gone on to glory. Mm-hmm. Their children have gone on to glory. Right. And now you have the grandkids saying hold on what what happened? Yeah. Well, Sarah, this is what's happened thus far. Okay. okay. So since then, since July the county, when the county released the land to the family, purse, uh, different sources I heard, mm-hmm. they were told, you know, if you ever wanted to sell it back to us, we would, you could sell it back to us for a maximum of twenty thousand dollars to L.A. County. Twenty thousand or twenty million? Excuse me. Okay, twenty million. Yes. Okay. If they wanted to sell it to outside uh, entities, they could, you know, for potentially more. But some experts say there were some lean, some different liens, some different things, red tape that would have to be handled. Yes. Prior to. So it was really given to the people here. You could take it. I know you don't have the infrastructure to really use it. So you're you're you're, you're probably going to want to sell it. That's what most most people who get something from their from that? Okay, my grandma had this, and I got this. How can I turn this into money? Right. That's that's kind of the what, what what a normal thought process is. So when the L.A. County gave the family this, they knew that and said, "We'll buy it back from you for twenty million dollars." Okay. If you want, which 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 is kind of a low ball offer. If you want, if you wanted to sell it for more, you, you're welcome to. We've put some liens on there that the new seller is going to have to deal with, though. Okay. Right. The family sold it back to L.A. County for $20 million. So they decided to sell it back. Dumb. Great idea. Amen. What do you think? What are your thoughts on this? Because this, the act of them selling it back is Ray is really with the conversation I want to have, Shire. Okay. Should this family have kept this historic piece of land beachfront property in los angeles do you know what that not only what they could have got for it but what how they could have used it what they i mean did they do the best thing with this land shire i want to i want you absolutely they fought for this land where we said what a 99 year almost a hundred year uh uh, battle okay. they won yes. and what they won was the choice they won the choice to do whatever it is that they desired with what belonged to them their their uh was it their grandparents or their great-grandparents at I this point i'm losing track let's go back and see okay 
Let's take a look here. It was great grandson. Okay, so their their great grandparents didn't have a choice. It says the property was it was condemned. It was essentially it was seized from them. They lost control. Yeah, they lost power over what was theirs. And so, yeah, it sounds like a lot of the country was rooting for uh, these two individuals. And I think it would have been great if they would have kept it personally. Mm. I would certainly have considered that. Mm. I mean, <laughs> I, I would have definitely considered that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> it's it's theirs. And what they lost, they lost power. They lost control. They gained power and control. They right. won that back. And what they do with it, I feel is there. It's up to them. Okay. Uh, I, I, Twenty I, million. I mean, that's 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 significant. Yeah. And I respect your that idea, and I think that makes sense. Uh, I'm gonna just provide a different side of it. I, I wish they would have done something different with it. Like I, what? I think, and it's reported that they wanted to use the twenty million dollar to fund other investments. Well, okay, so okay, okay. Can I add a caveat? Yes. Okay. So, so if I was considering selling it, I would consider selling it back, but I would demand. That they do something to honor that location. Okay. Now, you know who does a good job of this? When we went to uh, Montgomery, when we went to the South. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of, uh, you know, in this location, you know, X happened. Like, something to just, to honor what that location is. Um, something to, you know... Uh, honor it as a historical site, maybe rename the beach right. after the, the great uh, grandparents or the original owners do something in their memory. That, that is what I would require. Well, I would require that. I agree, Shire, but it's funny you bring that up. Okay. I know you're not big on social media, but this has been blowing up social media. The oh, past I've never seen whatever you have pulled up. Boston just did a memorial to Martin Luther King. Uh-oh. And Coretta Scott King. That don't look like Dr. King. And everybody is in the uproar. They said this thing look a mess. It's what is supposed that? to be a photo of an embrace between Dr. King and Coretta Scott King. Oh. Which is essentially they were giving each other in this photo a sideways hug. And the sculpture is just of their arms. Okay, and, it don't have to be a sculpture. And it this looks is- extremely bizarre. But this is, speaks to if you give the city free reign to yeah, do something nice do something to memorialize us they might mess around and unveil some mess like this oh okay okay <laughs> so, i mean you got a point there so. but my thing is like let, let's have some let's not let the hundred year fight be in vain and just walk away with with only with only money Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Maybe that's creative. I, I don't. I don't. I haven't really been looking into that. I've never even seen that. Right. Listeners, wait, where was that at? Uh, that was in Boston, and it's, Boston? Been, it's been tearing up Black Twitter. So now I don't know about Bo- <laughs> anyway. Let me right, let's right. let's stay on topic. Yeah. I'm gonna stay on topic. But okay, that that's a good idea. Okay, Shad. so I I cut you off. No, no, you made a good point. Maybe do something to to commemorate the the place, and I think that's the, yeah that that would be fair. But so they wanted to take the twenty million dollars to fund other investments. So I get that. What other investments? And, and that's what I'm saying. What, what are you oh, gonna wait, buy with stop? it? Stop. No, let me stop. Okay. It, let I was me like, stop. what you gonna buy with it? Land? It's just like you, you had it. You had not only land. You had land in one of the most expensive places to own land in the entire 
country. But how would they generate the entire world? Yeah, but how would they generate income? Like I can own a house. Say say my house is paid off. Mm-hmm. You know, my house doesn't generate income for me. If I own a piece of land, the piece of land doesn't generate income for me. What their great grandparents had was a resort. Mm-hmm. Now it doesn't sound like the resort is in nope. that good of condition. We don't know that family's background. They might not have had the capital to you know maybe establish another resort to make it this uh and now like could they even make a resort for black black families or would that be considered see i don't know i think that's okay go ahead i'm cutting you off no this is beautiful i love that (laughs) i love this this is what i imagine where do entertainers athletes the riches of the rich in any part of the world where do they all own a home at in no matter where they live in the world if you rich, you got a house somewhere in L.A. Mm-hmm. that you go to in the summer. Potentially maybe even a house in like Not some, this summer. somewhere oh, no. like Florida or Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. But L.A. specifically. Child, they could have built beach view condominiums, a slew of them, an entire subdivision or however many they could get and sold them things for five, six million dollars a piece. Well, they could have done that had their great grandparents been able to hang on to the land and. Uh, they would have revenue from a resort year after year, you know, mm-hmm. if it was a successful resort, but they didn't have that opportunity because that was taken from them. So I think that we're making an assumption that because they had something that was valuable, that they had liquid capital um, to, 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 to make those investments. It. Yeah. My, 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 my thing is, is you can use the land as collateral Shire, in, in many ways that real small mom and pop real estate investors do where they, you know, you use the home as a collateral. You do a, I'm using a HELOC as a, as a just, a, but you know what I mean? Trust me. Banks and institutions will lend that. that so they should have taken money. on debt. Marcus. <laughs> or maybe sell a piece of it. Okay. You, you're right. You're right. And I don't, I don't know, know what they were doing. Yeah. And I don't know how, how large or I don't know how big the, the property. This brings up, this brings up how bigger. much land, how much land was it? Like, I'm not even sure. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. There was some acreage, though, for sure. Yeah, and the other thing is if they sell it to the county, will they open it up for public use? Are they just going to keep it as a lifeguard facility? I mean, we need lifeguards. God bless the lifeguards. The county do whatever they want with it. It's theirs again. Like, Hmm. my thing is, is, is this going back? Is this getting the call that slavery has been abolished and you can now leave? And you going five miles up the road and then deciding it was better where I was. Is this the children of Israel once Moses told Pharaoh, let my people go. And Pharaoh said, all right, let them go. Is this the children of Israel murmuring and complaining and saying it was better where we were? Is that what this is? Did they go back to the plantation? I'm going to just put it out there. I know that's a bit hyperbolic, but is that essentially what they did by selling it back to the same people that stole from them mm. what's the psychology in that for you Shire? Am, am i reaching no i think you have a point you know i'm also thinking about their great-grandparents come on i Shire. think their great-grandparents would be come happy on, that they fought this fought that that they that they fought yes. this this fight yes <laughs> um but you know if i own a property and my children were able to like sell that for 20 million and i 
I would be okay. I think that this happens on a on a smaller level for many black families. Yes, I was going here. For Shana. example, you're getting ahead of me, but I like it. My great grandparents own land. Come on, Shy. And it was not on a beachfront. Mm-hmm. It was in a small town. Um, maybe not the most you know desirable small town to live in, you know per se. But it was still theirs. And my great grandfather built the house. Was it on some? He built some acres. Yes, he built the house. Okay, (laughs) not someone built a house and they bought it and moved into it. No, he built that house. And you know they've been gone on to glory. God rest their souls for many many years. Yeah. Um. But I don't think anyone in my family had the liquid capital to do anything grandiose with the land and it it let's just say the outcome is the land is now sold Mm. and um you know i don't know that anyone has any money left from what it was sold for and so that's not generational wealth Mm. um when i look at these guys because of the value of the property they might be able to. I mean, that's a good head start. But sure, they could have got more for that money. A lot of real more for the experts land? are saying they could have gotten way more for that. But it was, if, if it's almost like I'm gonna get this to you, and I'm gonna tell you, or it's almost like uh, if I marry you, and I'm like, yeah, you, you ain't never gonna be able to get nobody like me. So in your mind, you just come back to me. You could go if you want, but I'm the best you're gonna get. And then you come back because it's like, man, he's kind of right. Instead of actually like, no, I'm worth more than that. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. going to do the, I'm going to do the, I'm not going to just let you kind of, you know, strong arm me. People are saying that's essentially what they did. So then they were just like, all right, we'll sell it back to you. But who's like, when you sell something to the county, it's like taxpayer dollar. I mean, yeah. dollars, you know? So it's kind of yeah, like, we always, all kind of paid for this. Right. I'll give you that. But it's like, you could always get more money. It's, how? Just, it's similar to like, like working a like government. How? How do you get just twenty million dollars? I'm, I'm gonna draw a parallel okay, to okay. Okay. You working a government job, which gives mm-hmm. you solid money, pension, this and that is solid. Or you take those same skills and you work in a private sector, you're gonna get more money. So it's just like, dang, why'd y'all have to just like why why couldn't you see past just selling it back to the the city, the county, or whatever, and say, man, maybe there's some private people that really were looking for this that has the capital to do something bigger that can give me a hundred million i need a hundred mil for that brief front property in, in la county oh man please man 20 million and as our listeners i'm listening Did it sound thinking, like 20 million is a lot of money 20 million is not what it used to be are you thinking that they just took the path of least resistance path of least resistance like and- this is just the Let's just do this. It's easy. We don't have to because it's the great grandsons. Yeah, I, um, I had zero dollars yesterday. Now I got twenty million. Yeah. So I get it. But I'm a, sorry, you really took it there. So I'm gonna go there with you. Okay. I love what you said when you brought your uh, story into it about the land and stuff like that. Two questions: Should should we be selling Big Mama's house? Should we sell Big Mama's house as a as a collective? You know. And this could go for many people listening. When Big Mama passes away and she leaves you X, do we as the kids just sell it up, divvy it up, just by default? 
or should we preserve it, keep it? Should we do something different than the norm of just cutting it up and busting it down as as the drug game, <laughs> you know, as they, you know, or do we do something bigger with it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I heard, and I heard Joe Budden say this, why do we all, we always be thinking about us and our generation. We never think about, okay, I'm going to just take an L. This, this probably won't make me money. Like you said, I don't have any more money to put into this, but I'm going to keep this in the family and see what my children's children can do with this. Okay. Or what it, it may be, what it may be worth later. Why do I have to get my 20 million and let me flip it and get my investment? Okay. On? There's a microcosm of the, not a microcosm, but like an example of this that I've seen recently um, on the news where um, families were owning those, like those brownstone properties in New York. Yes. I'm looking at your screensaver and then that's what triggered it for me. Okay. Um, what are those, th- those uh, three story, three story brownstone, beautiful homes. Yes. What was happening is that those houses have been in certain families. They were um, chronicling black families. Mm-hmm. They had been in black families for a long time. But those properties do cost a lot of money to maintain. Yeah. And a lot of them are being uh, sold and renovated and, right. you know, gentrified. And what was happening was the black families that own those properties, they wanted to do like a cash out refi, mm-hmm. like to get some cash. You know, this is an asset. They wanted some cash. They also wanted to like, you know, just have their house look as good as the other houses yeah. on the neighborhood. And the banks were not allowing them to take, you know, to mm-hmm. take out any money. Um against their own property Mm. so i think there's this idea that if you own a house or if you own land that is instant wealth but if it's not generating you income then Mm. there are some barriers you know that exist um but to your question should we sell big mama's house my next question is did big mama have the finances to maintain the house Mm. was anyone helping big mama maintain the house and do the repairs and the things that that were needed um and then also, how many kids did Big Mama have? Right. You know, sometimes when you have a lot of children, as a lot of folks did in generations past, sometimes it's really hard to, to, same to come to a consensus. Yeah. Yeah. Did Big Mama have a will? Mm. What did her, what did what was her, the her wishes? Mm. Or uh, could be grandfather. We say Big Mama, but you know what we yeah. mean. Um, what was their wishes? Um, but I think it gets really complicated. I think it gets uh, really sticky. I think it's really easy for an outsider to say, uh, yeah, they should not have sold the land. They could have got more money for it or they're just giving it back. But you know what? They lost power and control mm-hmm. and they regained power and control. And what they decide to do with their power and control, in my opinion, is up to them. And I would never uh, shame them yeah. for their decision. And a lot of us, we don't know what we would do until we get into that mm. predicament. That's a good point, man. I mean, like you said, at the end of the day, I can't really fault them for not, for anything they did. You know, I just was kind of thinking like, man, you know, could they have done something better? But at the end of the day, like you said, it's, it's their choice. And I'm happy that they were able to, I'm happy for this story. I think that this story has a happy ending. I just wonder, could it have been even happier? You know? Well, but, you know, time will tell. Yeah. Time will tell. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, one of the things you started off this podcast uh, with was we were chronicling our journey to financial independence. Yeah. If you got a call and you some land was discovered and you can get there next week, 
I mean, it would be a tough decision. You know, if you were put in a similar predicament, um, I wonder what others are saying as it relates to the story. I'm sure there's various thoughts, um, you know, when it comes to this. Did you want to add anything? Because I know you had asked me about, you know, Big Mama's house. And I mean, did you have any thoughts in particular? You know, no, no, I I really just want to get your thought. But for me, man, I think you raised all the great points. It It matters about. Um, how many children are going to be are involved with this you know what were the parents wishes and because those uh, those um, all of those things matter like maybe a parent gives it gives it to one kid and so now you have to work that logistics out there or maybe uh, you know the kid one kid wants to keep it and the other two want to sell it and split it so it's like what do we do mm-hmm. and in those cases it's almost just much easier to sell it right or to give everyone their share and be done with it mm-hmm. but you know I think if 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 it's if it's prime location and you can justify like yeah we can sell it for this if we split it up you get this or in five years in ten years if we do this with it and keep it we can all make this over the life of it, you know. I think right. that's just something to consider. But every situation is different, and this is really unique because it's just nice land. Like it's not like it had something on it that is producing income, like how you said. So, and like you said too, a lot of times if you don't have the money to put into it, that will get it up and running. Like if you, if, it's, if Big Mama leaves you a tow up house that you, somebody got to put forty thousand dollars into. In order to get it, uh, uh, make it a cash flowing entity, a lot of times you're like, nah. nah yeah. Man. And, you know, <laughs> in a perfect world, you know, we would be able to rally behind this family. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, they would probably be able to, like, raise some yes, money. But, yes. you know, honestly, I think our community has gone through its share of crowd, uh, crowd share, uh, black dreams. And sometimes, Things, I'm not going to call any names out, but sometimes things haven't panned out the mm-hmm. way that we would have hoped. Yeah. And um, I think it gets a little complicated. One yeah. thing I will say is that, you know, they they won this this battle. And, you know, we were talking about racism in California. Yes, it's still here. But I look at this as a as a victory for that family and also a victory for our state. Okay. And. I'm just glad, you know, I really hope that this could open the door for other families and for other stories to be sought out and for other stories to be told. And, you know, I'm hoping I'm hoping that this, you know, could open the door for more, uh, more victories for black families. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Shire. The only thing that kind of saddens me just to touch is just like, what's the likelihood that, a primarily black family owned portion of beach front property in LA will ever be obtained by, by a black family. Like what, what is it like? It's like when me and you talk often about we live in, we, we, we grew up in Northern California. We've, we figured out how to, you know, survive and earn enough to keep us here and live a good life here. And, the life we live here, if you transport it to another state, we may even live better. But then what's the likelihood that you'll be able to come back because you've now left this this hyperinflated area, right? Mm-hmm. Comparably to, to other parts of the country. Same with this is like you had the beach 
because you got it back on a legal tip because your parents got it years ago or your grand great grands got it years ago. There, how would you ever? How would a black family ever get that back now? Now, if they're like, "All right, we took this twenty million, we flipped it, we want to buy it back," that's gonna be two hundred million dollars, please. Like, you know mm, what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> what are the chances? And so I think about it from that perspective. I'm just like, it saddens me because. It's almost no chance well, that you would ever yeah. own that acreage. Yes. That if you're area. talking about an average black family, or shoot, I mean, obviously. LeBron you're, James. I mean, can LeBron buy a, a, two acres in L.A. on a beach? LeBron, I mean, come on. I, I don't he know. Shy, I don't know. If they, I don't know. But we don't know that much about his, his great grandparents either. I mean, because yeah. we know like there is a history of redlining in California, but okay. yet they were still able to obtain that property. So, I mean. Who's to say that they were average? I, I don't think that they were average by any means that yeah. they were able to accomplish that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. This is a really interesting I feel what story. you're saying, though, Marcus. You know what I mean? I feel like, what you're saying. And I, I hear I hear what you're saying. But at the end of the day, man, you got to do what's best for you and yours. You know, we, 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 we're we on the sideline watching and saying, oh, I would have did this. We don't know what we would have did. Like how you said. So. <laughs> Excited for this family, man. I'm glad justice was served. Come uh, on, justice. You know, and shoot. Hopefully we got something out there floating around. I know. Let's all look. Look, let's all look (laughs) to see if we have a lost relative. (laughs) Right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Black Mary Free Podcast. Uh, If you did, do us a huge favor. Leave us a five-star review, y'all. We got to get these reviews up. Uh, Shout out to y'all, though, listening. We actually charted fairly high uh, yes. to start the year on the apple podcast so i we in the investment category so shout thank out to you. y'all thank you keep keep downloading we're creeping up on a million downloads shy we Come almost on. there we almost there so we're gonna holler at y'all on the next one we out peace bye